Hello, everyone, and welcome to For the Kudos, episode 25. Episode 25 is a special live recording brought to you by Pillar Performance. Leaders in sports micronutrition, Pillar Performance are changing the way micros are viewed when it comes to optimal performance. High strength and informed sports certified, Pillar's range supports optimal recovery, elevates energy, boosts immunity, and relieves inflammation. So, guys, uh, this is about the 30th time I have uh, tried to record this. We've had some audio issues with our interface since um, the live recording, and Brett and I did this little intro yesterday um, before he flew out. To So he's now on a plane uh, to to London at the moment. So I'm doing this solo, which is a little bit weird. Um, this is the first time since the start of FTK that uh, either myself or Brett have recorded something totally solo. So at least I suppose this is what it will feel like if Brett either dies or um, retires from FTK, which is a little bit morbid, I suppose. Um, but yeah, pretty much we did a little uh, intro into the live show, just talked about how we think it went. Um, I'm trying to remember everything we said, which is difficult as it's just me here. Um, but yeah, look, it was really successful. Uh, we absolutely had had an amazing time. Um, thank you so much to all the thousands of people that rocked up. That joke's not as funny as anymore when I'm doing it by myself. Um, f- yeah, forget about that. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you to everyone that came. It was, it was a really good night. Um, wouldn't have been possible without Pillar Performance's support. Um, and also up their athletics for hosting the whole night, uh, in their beautiful store. So, um, yeah, thanks to both of those guys for making the night possible. Um, for the recording itself, I think both Brett and I, it was a little bit of a blur, um, on reflection. It just sort of went, I think, yeah, it was about over an hour and we don't really remember much of it because obviously it was quite, quite difficult, uh, doing a recording with a live audience looking at you. We wanted to follow the the normal sort of way that the show works um, and there's no audience integration in that. In that. So um, it was a little bit interesting trying to work in at least to sort of bring in the audience at some point. Um, but obviously we wanted to keep it, you know, like a normal show. So it was just, a, it, was a, it was an interesting dynamic, but I think it worked really well. Everyone seemed to have a really good night. Um, there was, yeah, good food, good beers, even better company. Um, I think Brett and I were probably a little bit nervous in the first 10 minutes of the recording, which you can probably hear. Um, and then we got, we got, uh, smoother and and more comfortable as it went on. Um, so enjoy the episode. Hopefully Brett has a safe flight. If he doesn't, then you'll be hearing a lot more, um, solo FTK recordings, which would be, yeah, super weird and not very entertaining. But uh, enjoy the show, guys. Thank you very much. And thanks again to Pillar Performance. Uh, Head to their shop and you can use the code FTK10 for 10% off. Enjoy, guys. All right, guys. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, So before we get started, those little cards on the seats, everyone should have one. Um, we don't usually do this. So this is a main ep- a normal episode that's going to come out next Tuesday as all the main episodes come out. Um, and we don't usually do a question and answer in the main episode. However, there's no Q&A episode coming out this week because it's at the back end of this show. Um, and you guys have the opportunity to ask pretty much anything you want. So uh, there's a pen. There's a pen on every second seat so you can share pens. We didn't have enough in the budget to get everybody a pen. Um <laughs> 
And yeah, write on the back of those cards any question you want with your name at the bottom. And while we're doing the Instagram segment, Jared is uh, going to come and collect all those cards um, and then going to give them to us. And then we're going to go through and pick out the best questions. We're going to do it on the fly. If the question shit, it's going to get thrown away. Um, and then the five question, five people that uh, they get their questions read out, the, they're going to win a prize from Pillar, which is the ultra immune C and a drink bottle. Yes. What, what do you think about that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, first of all, thanks to Up There Athletics and Pillar for making this happen. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've come a long way from just record, recording a podcast and thinking it was just an hour work each week um, to pretty much it being feel like a full time job. It is, yeah. It's also a lot harder now. Hold it's the first time we've done it. We've yeah. had to hold a mic. Usually we have a stand. Big mic here. stands. So yeah. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much how to run. Hopefully we don't get too awkward, but I think we're ready to go. Duff. Are you? By the way, this is Duff. Everyone's everyone's heard a lot about him. Yeah, round of applause for Duff. And also a round of applause for Hunter wearing the Moss <laughs> cardigan. <laughs> get that off. <laughs> We good, Duff? The awkward thing I think now is that we're having a conversation and it's going to be 60, pretend you guys 60 aren't people um, <laughs> watching us. All right. Or let's, uh, yeah, thanks again to Pillar Performance and Up There Athletics for making this show possible. So let's get straight on into things. Brett, your training week. Straight into my training. Um, yeah, as you guys know, I was on the Sunshine Coast and my flight got delayed and so my new office was <laughs> on the beach on Monday and I reckon about seven people got messages about that. Um, so I was up there with Smack and just did an easy hour. Um, my legs were pretty stiff um, after the race. You did a Sunday double, right? I did do that. We, we talked about that last episode. I, I know, but can you guys, like, for the, the listeners here, usually we say for the listeners, it's like now I'm looking at a bunch of them, um, doing a double straight after a race. Like, that's, well, not straight after a race, but the afternoon of a race, that's pretty hectic. Yeah, but I guess I'm you're in marathon that, training. You're doing it yeah. for marathon training, yeah. right? Um, it's not my main race. So, I like, I didn't really have it planned. And then I was just, I warmed down. I was feeling pretty good by the end of the warm down. So I was like, all right, if I don't stiffen up too much in the afternoon, I'll, I'll go for another run. And, um, yeah, I actually ran pretty quick. I don't know if you saw. I was thinking I did 350s for I stopped putting my stuff on Strava, yeah. which means I don't look at Strava. If I'm not involved, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> I've been wondering where those kudos are. Um, yeah, anyway, mo- Monday morning, uh, me and Smack just went out. This is Smack, front row. If everyone that we talk about... Stand up, Smack. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did a, yeah easy hour with Smack, but then, and then we flew back, but I, which meant I didn't get to do an afternoon run. Um, and then Tuesday morning, it was, believe it or not, my first time doing the Capital City Loop. Was it really? I've never, ever done it. I don't know why. I've done Jeez. every single part of it, but never, ever have done the whole loop in one. Yeah, wow. So I got Smack. I remember you and Smack used to smash some. Yeah, we would do. Cap, cap, yeah, it's a 30K, 30K loop, and we would try and do it in two hours, which is four-minute K pace. Yeah. yeah. All the time. And didn't you get rolling at the end as well? Yeah. Yeah, and so. what happened with that? We both got injured. So yeah. that's why don't do your <laughs> yeah. long runs too fast. Um, yeah, so there was, yeah, 30K morning, and then, and then in the afternoon did uh, 8K as well. Um, Wednesday. Do you find do you find in by Tuesday you've your legs have forgotten the race? Yeah, like I I felt fine, but um, 
I just feel, I feel like, to be honest, the, the Sunday morning getting up at like 3 a.m. was the thing that tied me up the most. Yeah. Like, I just felt that pretty fatigued of, yeah. for a few days from that. Like, my, my legs and stuff felt tired, but I just generally felt pretty um, tired. What did you do Sunday night, like, after the rate? Did you, you didn't, had just had a couple of quiet beers? Yeah, I had a few beers with one of my athletes and then so this nothing. Was no, I reckon I went to bed at, like, 9 You didn't o'clock. go see Minions on Monday? No. Nah, nah, <laughs> I pulled up way better from this compared to, uh, compared to Gold Coast. Yeah. I'm a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smack was uh, sleepy and I think it was his turn to buy a beer and he wasn't doing it. And so I was like, I look at him and he's like, should we kick it? I was like, yeah, let's go. And then, uh, anyway, Wednesday morning, uh, 90 minutes out at Yarra Flats. I tried to, uh, I'm actually glad I'm going overseas next week because I'm just getting sick of all my loops. Yeah. So You've been I, doing Yarra Flats every single Wednesday, right? Yeah. I've kind of like tried to make that in the routine. But I, uh, so I went like, you know, hey, you go at Yarra Flats, you can go left. Um, so if you run from Strati, you get to Eaglemont, you go left instead yeah. of going like the normal loop. Yeah. And then you run all around like So from the Eaglemont car park, you go out and you turn right. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't get, no one here, I'm sure a lot of people in Melbourne run um, Yarra Flats and everyone runs from Eaglemont. No one goes, starts at Strati. Yeah. I don't think. So. Yeah. Well, I went left. And then, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of shit. You end up going, you do a few laps around an oval and then you run back, but it kind of just broke it up. And by the time I got back to like the normal Eagle Mont uh, like meeting spot, there was only half an hour to go. So yeah. it kind of, yeah, made it a lot easier. Um, yeah, Pulse run in the evening and then Thursday, my normal, made my deal, the deal with Saskia, had to go out to uh, her training, warm up with her and uh, did a couple of cave threshold on probably the world's windiest day. What? What pace was that? Uh, <laughs> I don't think she'll let me say. But uh, nah, she's, she's moving pretty good at the moment. But it was... Because uh, she's, she's getting really fit, which means it's not that easy for you. No, it's not. That was yeah. the thing. When I so made this deal... You're, you're sacrificing your own training When I made this it. deal, I'm like, oh, it's, a, it's like a bit faster than my jogging. Where now it's like, this is like an effort for me. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Luckily, uh, another reason I've gone overseas next week. <laughs> but I... Um, yeah. But it was just like it was one of the worst conditions I've ever run in. I reckon I on Thursday morning. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if people were training then, but it was. I reckon if I was doing uh, proper threshold, I'd be running probably three twenties. That was that bad. Uh, I felt like it was. I that reckon bad. you're exaggerating. I don't think it was that bad. But. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah, so I wasn't really enjoying that. But yeah, and then I ran. We came here last night to do the little setup. Yeah, and then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to run home for my evening run. You're supposed to run home at like we got here. At, Five and you thought you were going to get home at like five thirty, and Duff didn't know what he was doing, so yeah. we were delayed by like three hours. Our sound engineer has no idea, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so this probably isn't even going to be recorded, or something, something's <laughs> yeah. gone wrong. I don't know. But uh, is it even on at the back there? Actually, Duff, can you cut that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard now. If we stuff up, it's going to be hard for him to cut it before these people can hear it. Yeah, well, how's, how's my dad? My dad, he, so he, my family's up the back there and my dad, uh, he, he couldn't make it tonight and he sent a, sent a message in our family chat saying, how can I listen to it? Is it on Spotify? It's like, how, <laughs> how's it going to go straight onto Spotify right now live? That could be our next thing. Live, <laughs> Duff, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I left here at six and it was just pissed down rain. For the whole thirty-five minutes, and yeah, it was well. That's the thing that I've I've thought this in the um, 
like this year, you've obviously spent your last few winters overseas, right? Well, well other than, I suppose COVID. COVID you, stuff. COVID, but yeah, yeah, before that, I reckon I hadn't really had a winter for, I don't know, since like 2009 or something. Yeah. So, yeah, while well, you're seeing all good, like the good, rest of uh, Melbourne. That's why I used to have a pretty good tan, but now I've like lost it all. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Because like the rest of Melbourne Track Club are over there, you know, training in, in perfect condition and you're, you know, doing a lot of wet, rainy runs, especially in a marathon block. It hasn't been that wet, but it's been uh, cold, m- miserable, and cold, yeah, and, and just windy. windy. Um, which even that, yeah, today, like when I was out doing my session, and it's just windy. I'm just like, get me to Europe right now because mm. it's just doing these reps, and you're trying to like kind of keep your heart rate down and keep relaxed, and then you go into a headwind, and you just can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that brings it to today's session. Uh, so this morning was like my big marathon session. So. And kind of the last one before I leave, so I wanted to make sure I kind of hit it, but at the same time... So you're you're leaving Tuesday. on Tuesday? Yeah. So when this episode comes out, you're going to be on a plane? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so I have to get someone to log into my Instagram to <laughs> shit, share it for me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but at the same time, I've got four weeks of um, marathon training, kind of like of big weeks that are really in my legs now, and I'm definitely starting to feel pretty tired yeah and just like every run is just getting a little bit more of a struggle um yeah every like that 90 minutes at, at uh, Yarra Flats I was just like oh this is probably the worst I've felt in a while yeah um but yeah yeah so you would think that almost the ta- like tapering into the race would freshen you up a little bit but yeah I think like it you usually sort of would but I, like I saw in 170k last week yeah and then I kind of was that right that double after the, the double race. yeah so that, that, that like, just cooked you probably that was, that was a 40k <laughs> day um Tuesday was a 40k day as well so it's like and then I'm doing Insane. 90 minutes on the Wednesday after the Tuesday so but I guess that's I think you're under training yeah maybe but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better than under training but, uh, <laughs> and the, yeah anyway so this morning I had a uh, six by 3k and with two minute float so it's only supposed to be two minute recovery but I've been doing them as floats because yeah because that's an interesting an interesting thing so with that like the typical Melbourne track club marathon block you start off doing you know, like the K-on, K-off session, which we heard about a couple of weeks ago, and then 2Ks last week. And they have always been with float. And then when you transition into 3Ks, that float turns into a rest. And it's like there's yeah. a huge difference between, you know, if I was going to go out and do 6 by 3K and have 90 seconds a float. And, like, a float is not easy recovery either. A float is, what, nah. like 20 to 30 seconds per K slower than your race rep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're doing like K, like a K rep at three minute pace and you're doing a float, then that means you th- the float's 3.30 pace. Yeah, I was doing pretty much – so for my uh, 3Ks today, I was running between 8.58 and 9.04 or something. And then for my floats, I was about 3.20 to 3.25. So it's so, – yeah. And how, how – so – what marathon is 3.25? I'm just trying to think. Off the, I don't know what a 3.25 is. This is why we don't do it. Yeah. Forget yeah, Usually I we just cut it's it fast. now. Usually yeah. we can just cut it, yeah. search this, get back going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can't do it now. It's yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it'd be de- yeah, we would be. I don't know. So yeah, but, and, um, and that's, your, that's your float in between yeah. your reps. Yeah. So you're running three-minute K pace and then dropping back. Does it feel easy? Um. Like it well, you have to sort of keep the pressure on. Yeah, it's kind of just I reckon it's the limit of being easy 
and switching over to going hard again. Like if yeah. I was running three fifteens, I feel like that's pushing. Yeah. Where three twenty, three twenty five is kind of like I'm just getting enough to recover. Like yeah. I reckon it was on but the you, end. But you, you, the body's probably thinking, "Geez, I'd like to be running four minute pace now." Definitely. Even and you even, have to keep that pressure on. Even one of the last ones I was like, "Oh, maybe we could just go back to like three thirty five, three forty. And I was like, "Nah, let's just get through it." Like I'm still keeping the the efforts are still they're hard, but they're not like flat out. Like yeah. I still want to keep them kind of like a marathon. One of the like I think one of the biggest mistakes um, a lot of runners do with those floats, or like you know even in fart leg training, like I've a lot of my athletes here, some are here tonight, they'll they know who they are. Um, when I've like give them a session and they like nail the ons, but then the offs they just go like really slow yeah. to recover, and it's like you know that's sort of defeats the purpose of that actual session because you've got to try and keep that pressure on. Like when you're racing at London Marathon, you can't see your watch pop up, oh, there's 3K, I'm just going to cruise now for a 90-second rest. You know, you have to keep, like, that pressure on. Which is why I'm, like, because I get these stitches, like, I want to see if I do get it in training. So have you talk on that topic, because we haven't really brought that up this in this sort of marathon block yet. How often are you thinking about that? Yeah, every single minute of the day nearly. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, it's, I'm the head case. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like I, every single minute of my run pretty much because especially now like – You're just the, thinking like is it going to – Well, I'm not thinking if it's going to come on but I'm just more thinking about my like technique when I'm running. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just like – because I'm trying not to rotate to the right as much um, and just my arm swing. So, yeah, thanks to the balance runner who's put all these things in my head that I – can't even enjoy runs because I, like, <laughs> all I think about is this. With a tennis ball? The, <laughs> the tennis ball? Oh, uh, yeah. So I start running with a tennis ball. But, uh, yeah, and, and then even, like, in the gym and stuff, like, I'm thinking, I don't know, I definitely feel different going to the right side. So now I'm trying to work out why it's like, that is. And um, So do you think going back to that marathon session, um, like, what? okay, what did you run? It was 21K? 21K, What did yeah. you run? Uh, it was like 64 minutes. Yeah. So you've done a 64-minute half marathon in yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not a bad week, actually. Yeah. 62 on Sunday and a 64 on Friday. That's pretty, yeah, it's, that's good. Um, Might smack Sunday's run and see where I can... See if you can do the triple. Um, yeah, well, do you think you're almost doing... So, because no one told you to have the 90-second float, did they? Two it's, minutes, but no. Sorry, two minute. No one told you to have two-minute float. No. Sorry, yeah. So, it's supposed to be two-minute rest and you're just floating Didn't it. specify, but yeah. Okay. So, that means just you, take, two you take the harder option. Um, do you think you are maybe doing that because the whole thing with this stitch is when you – never you can't recreate it when you're, like, stopping and stuff. So, if, yeah. if you're trying to you're trying to keep the pressure on throughout these whole sessions, you're doing a hot, like a 64-minute half marathon in training, hoping that, you know, like, maybe it will sort of come up and then you can work out, like, why it comes up, as opposed to never addressing that in training and then on race day, like you have last year, London, when, you know, you were doing this, you did this whole huge big block and um, you never felt the stitch once and then you get to, what, 35K and it came on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's two reasons I'm doing it. One, to see if it does come on, and then if it if it does, I'm going to pretty much go straight to a physio or to a doctor or and get them to have a look at it. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of work out. That, that's the hardest thing is when I get it, it's like I'm in a race and like I'm so far away from <laughs> seeing something. You can't. You can't at 35k like put up your hand and go. Oh, can I have a doctor? Come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's too um, late. And it's like a Sunday, so it's like. You got to wait till the Monday to book in, and then it's like it takes forever. But if I do it on a during the week, 
It's a bit easier. But, and then the <laughs> other thing is uh, training my body, I think, as well. Yeah. I think the more that I do of this, it's my body's going to get stronger and more used to that sustained effort. Yeah. Um, you hope. Which, I'm hoping, but but and even just the feeling of the marathon when I when I get to 30 k's in a marathon or 35 k's, I always feel like it's a foreign feeling yeah. because I've I've done like four by five k or whatever, but I've had two minute breaks yeah. in it. So it's just you do a five k reset, do it again. Where this like I'm not getting that reset really. Like I'm getting very small reset. Um, yeah, so I don't think any of the listeners would consider a 3:25 pace a reset. But nah, but yeah, it's, <laughs> my heart rate drops a little bit, but it's still, um, yeah, it's kind of that mix between a reset and, and then still going. For sure. Um, so, obviously, this is a bit of a weird situation because we usually record this episode uh, after the week, but we're recording it on yeah. a Friday. So, what's your plan tomorrow and Sunday before you then head out on, on yeah. Tuesday? Um, so, tomorrow I'll do a very easy 60. So, Saturday's usually my easiest day yeah. of the week. Um, I'll... Run again in the evening, um, probably just about 35 minutes. And then I've got two hours 20 on Sunday. Had so, to close your eyes to think of that yeah, one. Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> think back to my program. But, um, yeah, two hours 20. So I don't think I'll go to Fernie because of I just had this sore Achilles that keeps popping up when I run hills. How's the Achilles feeling? It's pretty good. Like, did you feel it this morning? So I feel a little bit in the warm-up and it warms up. But when I'm doing the actual session, it's like... I don't feel it at all. Like yeah. I literally forgot about it until I stopped yeah. and started jogging again. I was like, oh, yeah, I do have that sore Achilles. But it's like it doesn't get worse. Like it's just been stayed the same for a while, um, which is good, but it's also frustrating. Like I would like it to be getting a bit better by yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep uh, keep trying, but... Yeah, you'll be right. It's annoying, but... Um, but, yeah, before we get on to my training week, just some, like, questions I've had around the marathon. How many weeks exactly are we away now? It was six on Sunday. Six on Sunday, yeah. Um, how are you – obviously, you sort of have a quite a cool, calm and collected attitude towards, like, racing and stuff like that and you don't ever seem to be nervous and you don't really ever seem to have much pressure on you. But – it's been the same sort of an occurring theme the last couple of years for both you and, you know, our training mate, Jack Rayner, of like, when is this, mara- when is this marathon record going to go? Um, I was joking before, I do check Strava, and I have seen, like, comments on your Strava and stuff of being like, when's the Aussie record going to get broken and stuff? And it's like, far out. Like, surely that stuff starts playing on your mind or, you know, what do you, how are you dealing with that sort of stuff? Do you block it out or...? Yeah, like I, I definitely do bring that on myself. Like yeah. I, I, I do always <laughs> talk about it, it and um, joke about it. Even like I did this talk with Rob DiCastella last week and I just kept saying live that I was going to break his record. <laughs> and, then I, and then I wonder why people say yeah. it. I was like, stop putting pressure on me. But um, so, um, but yeah, like I do say it, but at the end of the day, I don't actually care about it. I, I want to get better at the marathon. Yeah. I want to... Uh, kind of, yeah, like that's the outcome of the marathon. That's the ideal if I have the best day. But I could also have a good day and run something else. Mm. If I can run out the marathon feeling good, the plan pretty much gone to plan. Like I think everyone that's run a marathon will know um, it's very hard to have your best day. And Don't look at me. You haven't done one. Oh, you don't know? No. Nah, no idea. Uh, so people in the crowd that run a marathon, it's, it's, it is very hard. Um, and so I just want to kind of 
like have steps to achieve, kind of like with it through the training and then through the race, and then the more of them I can achieve, the better. So it's like process goals. Yeah, exactly. To lining up and thinking, I've got to run two oh seven forty five to yeah. break Deke's record. Yeah. yeah, and because like I remember racing um, Stewie McSwain and Jack Rayner like in two thousand and probably sixteen, I think, before they were good. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they, they, they were good, but um, before they took it to the next level, yeah, before they were what they are now. But I remember I had come back from Europe and I was like a bit unfit and kind of had a break. And then we're going down to Adelaide to do a 12k race, and they were so confident in beating me, um, just because I was smacking me in training. And they were just like, they were very confident, but I was just like, I don't think they have a plan on how to beat me. Yeah. Like, they could see the end goal of them winning but they didn't know how they were going to get there. Definitely. And then we get in the race. I've even done that before to you, like in Hobart this year. Yeah. Remember, you weren't that fit and I was super arrogant and I was really thought I was really fit and I was like saying at training, I was like, I'm going to fucking beat you. And I had no plan. Of it. I just thought in my mind, I'm like, I reckon I can get Brett. And even like Rainer was saying, like, we're training, he goes, I reckon you can beat Brett. Like you're flying at the moment. Had absolutely no plan. And when you at the top of the hill started sprinting down it, I was like, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this isn't happening. And then I'm... the race just like went away and it's like, that wasn't in my plan. Well, you didn't even have a plan anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think th- and like everyone just sees themselves, yeah, having this perfect race and just getting to the end. And Yeah, yeah you think this... about like the outcome. You exactly. sort of like the, imagine the... yourself on the podium and all that sort of stuff, but you don't think about how you're going to. How gonna... you're going to get there, the steps to get there. Yeah. So And in the marathon. There's a fuckload of steps. There is. There is a lot of <laughs> steps. Um, so, yeah, obviously I have these steps in training. I'm happy with how my training is. I'm happy with how it's going. I'm like, I'm getting better. I, f- I feel so good doing these sessions and like so good doing the long runs. I think that's the big one at the moment. Like I can do the 35K at Fernie and actually feel like it's fine, bounce back two days later and, I'm and train. I'm interested to see how your long run goes this weekend because it's the first one you've done flat. flat yeah. yeah. And I just reckon you're going to hit it. Probably. I did say to you, I said to you, I'm like, oh, like, why don't we run together on uh, Yarra Flats this Sunday? Because, like, I'm doing my first, like, sort of 75-minute run and you're like, yeah, I'm going to be going pretty quick. And I was like, oh, I'll leave you to it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but and then there's the steps of, like, obviously trying to figure out this stitch. Um, I feel like my, my mobility is getting better. So if I can get through a whole marathon without getting a stitch, like, that's a huge positive for me. Yeah. Um, and then And then we'll look at, the time, so that's yeah, true. Then, like, if you ran two ten, yeah, and didn't and get a stitch, didn't or get a stitch yeah. at all, then that's a that's a step forward. Yeah. You'd almost prefer that than be on record pace until thirty five k, and then break and then and stop. then, and then, yeah, and then yeah, have a stitch, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, oh, I almost did it. It's like, yeah, exactly. I've done that plenty of times. Like, I've been, yeah. Um, oh, don't worry, we know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's that's how. Like, obviously, I do feel the pressure, and like, and I guess every single conversation I have with people is about running the marathon or about trying to break this record or about my stitch. So it's always on my mind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just I have little goals to achieve before achieving the big goal, I guess. Is yeah. it the best way to I deal with that pressure, I think. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. There By the go. end of this week, I think about 190K. Have you – is that that's your biggest for – I run the last – I went 190, 190, 170, and this will be 190. Okay. So. Shows how much I listen at the yeah. back end of our episodes. Um, there you go. How's your weeks? So now usually what happens is Joel start. I go on my phone to check yeah, my notifications. Usually. And, then, and it's great because now he has to give me attention because you guys are watching. Yeah, Joel's really good at like asking me questions throughout. I'm always I'm, really interested. I'm and then he's like, and Brett, Brett goes, so Joel, tell us about your week. Notifications. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to? Um, so 
similar to last week, kicked off the week with a bang. Monday, no running because <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't run on a Monday. Um, I just do elliptical, which I have that elliptical set set up at my house, and I'm getting so You're so sick, of, sick of that thing. Yeah, so sick of it. But I now that I'm getting into especially more, once you start running, yeah, it gets, that's the thing. You hate like, it even more. I'm looking like, at oh. you. I'm like, I don't need you anymore. Get out of my house. But I have to organize for it to be picked up. Um, so. Well, yeah, once you, yeah, once you start, like I'm getting into more running now where that like cross training is transitioning out. Um, but Tuesday morning had my first workout, which is in what, probably five, six weeks. My first workout since the week before Gold Coast half. Um, and I had four by K, the Collis told me. And interestingly, in the message that he sent with my training, he gave me paces to run. Yeah, do you reckon that's a good thing? I think it is. Yeah, what, for me. What do you reckon you would have run if you... Uh, oh, probably like 230s or something for the yeah, K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, so it was, four, it was four by a K, 60 second rest. And he said, I want you to go at 310 pace. And in brackets, he wrote, well, that's threshold. He's imagining that's my threshold coming off, you know, when I'm unfit. Because I think when I'm fit, my threshold's about 302, so like 303 yeah. pace. So that's a bit of uh, a, bit of a um, you know, gap there. Um, and... It was really hard. Like, was it? it was really hard to, to no, really oh. hard to stay at three temp. No, no, no. I should let you finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, mate. <laughs> no, it was really quite difficult because <laughs> I wanted to. I've done this session so many times coming back from injury, and for some reason, there's always that, that voice in my head just being like, all right, you're back training now, let's smack it. Um, not you smack, a different smack. Um, <laughs> and. And I, yeah, it was, like, it was having like that sort of voice in my head being like, all right, you need to just slow it down. There's no point. There's no point, like just get the session done. You've been told to run 310 pace. Um, so I did them all. I think my quickest was 307 just because I didn't want to look at it like, you know, three, what's three seconds? Um, but yeah, the others were sort of 310 and it felt really good. But in saying that, I've only, ha- I only had three weeks off running. So Yeah, so you haven't really lost fitness real like you would have lost no. a little bit but not no i haven't it's lost not like as much back, I'm stressy when no you're... when you yeah and i haven't had that like you know we every sort of listener that's come back from a stressy you have those like runs where you're almost like learning to run again and like your muscles aching after like a 30 minute yeah. jog and stuff it's awful i haven't had that thankfully um but still there's like that transition period back to back to training um you know, full load, which you I do. wonder if that's because you kept, like, so active with the elliptical and then upping the gym as well. Probably, yeah. Kind of kept your muscles firing so they could... They yeah, were as more opposed ready to if, you, if I just sat on my ass for three weeks. Well, it's weeks. hard, yeah, but if you if you take, like, longer off, it's hard to maintain that intensity. Yeah. Where for three weeks you can cross-train hard. Definitely. And still keep the fitness and, and the kind of, not the impact in your body, but the bit of a load. Yeah, definitely. Um it's yeah, it's one of those things as well now, like this is my third week back running, and every run feels pretty much like better than the last, but it gets to a oh, point it's coming yeah. <laughs> the fatigue is coming yeah when you when, like when you're coming back from injury um and I'm sure all the all the listeners would uh would know it's like you sort of you go like the first few weeks back, everything sort of feels good, and about week four, week five, you like get into a bit of a slump. Um, and shit just doesn't, like, the trajectory is not going in the way it was. So I know it's coming, but I'm prepared for it. Yeah, Smack and I were talking about this on Tuesday when we were Jeez, running. Smack's getting so many mentions. I know, it's I know. ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wasn't even going to come, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a last-minute invite. <laughs> um, and sits on the front row. <laughs> yeah. 
we, yeah, we were, when we ran on Tuesday, because we were like, all right, Joel's doing his session. I bet he's going to like go, oh, so easy. Felt like I was jogging. <laughs> it's like old Joel, he, mate. Yeah, it is old Joel. Old Joel, <laughs> old Joel would do a session and then be like, felt like four minute Ks, felt like I was jogging, like so easy, everything. And then like get into a race. Oh, the hardest thing ever. So, <laughs> and yeah, so I the, lived in extremes. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, so me and Smack were kind of like saying if, uh, when you come back from injury, you're so fresh that you can like, you do run fast. And yeah. I think it's like, like for me, K-Reps, I run the same kind of uh, pace, like pace range and it just changes depending on if I'm fresh or fatigued. For sure. Like if I haven't put Once you get well, to that level of fitness yeah. that you are now, yeah, it's not and like so right now you'll be like on three tens, maybe next week three or fives, three minutes and then you'll just like kind of stay. Yeah. I don't know, three minutes or Definitely. something because, well, if you not were because improving, of fitness, because of fatigue. Fatigue, yeah. Well, if you were doing K reps like you have been and you were improving every week, by now you'd be running like one minute 30 K yeah. reps. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, also before I get back into my training week, just a reminder, if you're thinking of questions, write them down because in about 15 minutes. And I haven't seen many people writing. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> gonna shit, no we're going to go to question time and we're getting blank cards and it's going to be really <laughs> awkward. There's prizes to be won, so get yeah. writing. Just even make stuff up, even if it's funny, who cares? Um, so anyway, back to my training week. Tuesday afternoon, I was back in the Pilates studio. Pilates or karate? <laughs> so Anthea, my Pilates instructor, is here. Put up your hand, Anthea. Go on. There you go. That was a really short <laughs> For hand. the listeners at home. Yeah. Over there. Um, so <laughs> what I thought was hilarious, uh, I also, yeah, I was speaking to Anthea um, about the Pilates thing and she said, you guys, like Brett, telling, talking about the karate, like that's complete bullshit. I'm not, like I am not a black belt in karate. And I'm like, oh, I think he was probably a bit confused. Um, I'm pretty sure like you would have, did you have it on your Instagram bio? And Anthony's like, no, I didn't. And I've been getting all these messages from people um, saying, why are you a black, like you're not a black belt in karate. And she's like, I know, I'm not the one who said I was. So then today while we're, I'm like, oh, I better bring this up to Brett because he's obviously got something wrong. And I, I go into Brett's, Brett's uh, house before, before we get driving here and I just go, Brett, what was the deal with that? Like, where did you get that wrong? And he just looks at me and he goes, I was just fucking making that up. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> I could see on your face that you believed me as yeah, well. Yeah, I just because I didn't laugh. Usually when yeah. we talk shit, I'm laughing. But yeah. you said she's a black belt in karate. I went, she's my athlete. I didn't even know that. Good yeah. on her. You're feeling bad for not knowing. For not about, knowing, yeah. yeah. Brett knows about it. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, yeah, Pilates on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better. So Anthea it's, tells me, I think, yeah. I think. I'm getting better, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, but it's just hard. It's yeah. just so hard. It's like, you know, it's, it's Pilates for those who haven't done it. It's you're using, it's like you're teaching yourself to use muscles that you've never used before. Is it mostly core? Um, no, no. I'm like a lot of let. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's not, a, not in your scope. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's not in my scope. I've got no idea. Um, I definitely feel like my core is engaged at all times, whether Good. it should be or not. I don't yeah. know if that's the point. Um, it's just hard. I, yeah, I sort of walk out of there like a little bit dizzy. I'm thinking, oh, geez, that was hard. I don't know if that's the point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's definitely working because I am, again, this is another, another week down where I have not felt the knee at all. So I'm running injury-free like, and, and pain-free at the moment, which is great because I literally felt that knee for four months. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, a huge turnaround, isn't it's it? A, it's a pretty Four big months turnaround. of yeah, feeling it. I thought, feeling you were, it. I thought you were done for, to be honest. <laughs> you're <laughs> like, shit, this podcast is going to go yeah. downhill. I'm going to have to leave. No, I didn't, I didn't mind it because it's like <laughs> two different kind of stories. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what could have been <laughs> the new talent? The failed athlete and then me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so, yeah, moving along. Wednesday, I started the day seeing Paul McKinnon. So, yes. had a session, another session with the balance runner. Paul is here. Paul, you want to put your hand up? <laughs> Good one. Um, so, been working with Paul. We Obviously, if you haven't listened to the uh, expert Q&A that we put out last week with Paul... Um, yeah, just working on pretty much like this knee injury. It's a knee. It's a knee tracking thing. Um, and you know, again, that's why I'm doing like the strength in the gym and um, the Pilates with Anthea. It's all sort of to try and like strengthen like the hip and stuff like that. But obviously, I wanted to. You can do all the strengthening, but if I'm, I sort of wanted cues um, mm. to like while in my running to be able to like have that knee tracking perfectly. So I went to see. Went to see Paul um, and we were just working on, yeah, pretty much like knee tracking stuff. Um, I sort of like was driving my foot forward through like my, my lower leg. Like my um, – I sort I'm of – kicking it. It's sort of – yeah, I like drive it on an angle which means that then the knee just tracks out differently and I think it was sort of stemming from having like stiff ankles and I was sort of – yeah, like the, the perineal was sort of activated um, and my like – yeah, the outside of my like ITB and stuff was sort of really activated in that drive-through phase. Um, so Paul sort of was trying to get me to like relax that, relax my ankles, um, and then it yeah it definitely worked. Like it just yeah. fe- it just felt felt sort of better. Um, I tell you, Paul was um, out seeing a client this morning around the lake yeah. when I was doing my session, and uh, I think I need him kind of on the whole course at London Marathon because for, for that 500 metres when I thought maybe he was watching, I didn't know if he was because he was seeing someone else, but I'm like, he could look at me. I had the perfect form. <laughs> and then the so other side true. of the lake, my arms are like flapping around. <laughs> so true. Like, I've seen him out at Yarra Flats before and yeah, you see him in a distance. I'm like, is that Paul? I'm like, fuck, I better like tighten everything yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I run past him and I'm like, fuck. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, also then just did a 40-minute aerobic run that afternoon and... Uh, I was at your house because we had just recorded the one of the episodes, and you have been talking about oh, your yes. Achilles, <laughs> talking about your Achilles injury. Um, Brett was was mentioning he's got this special cream that he's been putting on his Achilles. Can you that just sounds tell, so sus? Yeah, it does sound um, really sus. Can you just if you give an explanation of what it was, and then I'll go into my story. So I spoke to this physio named Brad Beer, and he just said there's this good cream if you have bursitis. It's called it's the active ingredient is. Whatever's hot in like pepper spray, like it's capsicum Cap- or something. Yeah. Like. When, he's, when the, you said it, I thought you said it's this capsicum. I keep it, saying it. I don't know what it is. I think capsicum it's capsicum or, or something. Like yeah, that. And uh, we are not good at getting facts. Right? Nah. No. And then uh, yeah, so you put it on your heel, and it, I think it like just kind of burns your heel, and then eventually it desensitizes the heel. So then your body stops sending stuff to try to fix it. Yeah. And so. At least that's what I think's happening. I have no idea. It's pretty. Yeah, it sounds pretty cooked. But anyway, it's I just you, you sort of talked about it, and I thought, shit. Well, that uh, that's why is my Phoebe? Why are you laughing so much for? It's <laughs> 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 my sister distracting me. Um, but when you stop a run for some reason, like when you're running, it's not too bad. But you stop, and then it just burns. Yeah, and it's like it is so hot. I, when I was running with that. Uh, Smack again um, on Tuesday, and like he had to go to the toilet, and I stopped. And then I'm just like, my foot is on fire right now. I have to 
Yeah. Keep running. Yeah. And then when you get in the shower and the hot water goes on, it's just like, I like, my right, left leg hasn't been washed all week. It's like all dirty and <laughs> I can sweaty smell it. and yeah. It's um I don't know if it's like my morbid curiosity or what, but I do not have any. As I said just before, I've been running pain free. So why did I want to put this on? I don't know, but I did. I thought he put it on not, his heel, which yeah. isn't, isn't I thought, one it's not going to be that hot. And and so I rubbed a lot of it. Like I put it out of the tube, and Brett's like, "That's a lot," and I'm like, "I'll be right, mate." And you put it. You're right. You put it on, and you do not feel anything you forget you it's the, the the time it takes for it to kick in you've forgotten what you put on um and running so i put it on like in the afternoon and then i ran that night 40 minutes on on the wednesday um and then i sort of yeah i think i had, had a shower that night and it was like starting to get a little bit hot but it's the next day it was like holy shit if it, it honestly fit, felt like my foot was in a fire I just get this message. I just get this message saying "fuck you," and it was a picture of a uh, flames. A flame, <laughs> flames. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Like it is so hot. Like I know I've got I it on my now, and all I can time. feel it just kind of throbbing a little bit. Yeah, it's. But I don't, I don't know what they're putting in those capsicums, but it's yeah, like yeah. so bad. We've pretty much been pepper sprayed on our heels. <laughs> yeah, that's for that being is, naughty. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, so go on, anyway, go on with my week. We went a bit off topic there, which we do at FTK. Um, so Thursday, just a 60-minute aerobic run, which was the longest I've run in about six weeks. Um, I love fi- how you call it aerobic run too. Like that's do you know why I call it aerobic run? Because that's what I do for my, for my uh, coaching. Yeah. yeah, I call them aerobic runs. Um, I don't know why I do that. Like, what would like you call we've it? never easy? talked about that. No, it? you call it easy runs, right? 60-minute run. Easy, just run? Easy. But if yeah. I was coach, I didn't know. Well, maybe I'd go threshold it. I would That's say, I, when I say coaching, when I'm coaching, I say easy. Okay. Gotcha. Aerobic. Aerobic, yeah. I just say aerobic meaning just easy. Um, but it was the longest I've done because I was running at my own pace and wasn't being slowed so down. it was lo- longer than Sundays. It was longer than Sunday because I wasn't being slowed down how by long dust was, and stuff. How long was Sundays? Uh, 12.5. In how long? It was like 4.45 pace. It was almost 13, whereas this was almost 14. I was like 4.20 yeah, okay. pace. Um, but it felt really good. I went with Ruby, my family dog, and almost Ruby killed it. Ruby runs? Yeah, she does. For 60 minutes? Well, she ran 30 minutes at like 4.20 pace, and I don't think she's run since. <laughs> I think she's like, she, she's been it's sleeping, bad news. sleeping since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, she, she, went, <laughs> she went to sleep and hasn't woken up for the last three days. <laughs> Um, but no, she doesn't need a walk for like the next month. I got her into like overtraining syndrome. So, um, it's got, but no. got Achilles tendonitis. <laughs> Put some like cream on it. <laughs> it's not safe for dogs. Um, yeah, Friday was, which was today, was a uh, day off, which a oh, day off running, which is nice. Um, just had elliptical and Pilates again with Anthea. So yeah. Was um, I find like as well with Pilates, I was complaining to Anthea. Well, I'm always complaining to Anthea. Um, but like a lot of the stuff I do, you, you need some sort of upper body strength. And like, come on, look at us, mate. Like we have <laughs> no upper body strength. So like doing stuff like Pilates, like, you know, getting into these pikes and stuff and you need to sort of retract your shoulders and all that. It's like, come on, like you're taking a piss. Like I cannot be using my upper body. Like it's I so was, weak. Um I'm calling out one of my poor athletes for for no reason here, but just I was it. speaking to him during the week, and um, he just said you're not going to name drop it. No, yeah, Mick Harrington. <laughs> he, he, he said Sorry, he, Mick. he said he did some yoga and sprained his wrist because he's because he's so weak in the upper body. So <laughs> <laughs> but it can that's, happen. That's, but I said that's me. Like, yeah. I if I kick a footy or something, like that, my uh, my hammy's done. Like, yeah. if I do anything that's not running, 
Yeah. Um, we were talking about this the other day, right? When we said, like, because one of the listener questions we got ages, like, from a couple of weeks ago was me and you doing like a 100 and 200 metre race you know, all the oh, way up yeah. to like 800 and like who would win the most sort of things. And you just said, I go, why don't we do it? And you said, Joel, like I can't do 100 or 200 race. It'll put me out of the sport. Like you cannot go like, uh, you yeah. could not go full pelt. And I'm like, man, you're only 31. Yeah. And then I thought that's just my dumb confidence of like at 28 thinking I could do it, but it would put me out of the sport too. To uh, yeah, I literally we can't don't sprint. think I could go max effort anymore. I don't think I could run it 200 flat out because... Yeah. I would just be You're so do sore some from damage. It. Yeah, yeah. I would just, it, it's sort of sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. Fuck. Even at the end of a race, I want to kick hard. I'm like, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Got more I could, races I could win up. this, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. All right. That was so. Then uh, tomorrow, I've got a 50 minute run planned, or f- uh, 45, 50 minute, and then Sunday, I have 75. Yeah, we'll do it together. Yeah, well, yeah, we can. And I call those uh, my coaching. I call them longer runs. Yeah, not, not aerobic runs. Long, long longer, runs. long aerobic runs because they're not they're not a long run. I find a long run is ones that hits ninety minutes. Then you can call it a long run. Yeah, you said seventy five minute long run here, but on your notes, <laughs> <laughs> cut that. <Yeah. laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to everybody's favorite segment. That's Hunter, that's That's Hunter. (laughs) Moss Cardigan, can we get it on the projector? So so the first one here is um, mine. I don't know, people may have seen this because it was around a few weeks ago, but there's an Ironman and then a guy has finished Ironman and thought this is a great time to um, propose to his girlfriend. And uh, as he's he's got down on one knee, his uh, hammy started cramping and he's fallen over during the proposal. So should we get this up? (laughs) Okay, I don't, if you can see that. I don't know if we can get the lights off. It's pretty dim. <laughs> you know, the best, thing, <laughs> the best thing about this is I think the lights are going to go off for mine, so everyone's going to be laughing. <laughs> but yours, we can't see it. There we go. Maybe we'll uh, start it again. Start that one from the start. (laughs) (laughs) What a wanker. Imagine it, all that happened and she said no. Yeah, that, that literally sums up Iron Man. Look at it. Anyway. So good. And then uh, on to our favourite one of season two. Yeah. So we thought we'd just include this because it sort of runs into what my things we've seen on Instagram this week. As you can see, I've been going to the gym. He's been going to the gym. Look at the size of the neck. Look at the shoulders. <laughs> it's, it's definitely our favourite thing that we've seen um, for this season, and it was even on even heaps good runners stole it. So that leads on to mine. If you're wondering how he got that uh, upper body and shoulder and neck, neck this is uh, what Brett was doing in the gym to get that body. <laughs> I could have acted it out. I could have. <laughs> the punchline was a little bit ruined with the delay, wasn't it? So can we get everyone's uh, Q&A, if you can pass them kind of along to this 
If you've written a question, hope there's about hopefully there's a hopefully five. we got a hopefully we got a bunch of questions. Thank you. I reckon I know who's written this. Lockie, is that your handwriting? Damn. Because okay, this, this one's one. from Anonymous. It just says, where else has Brett used his cream? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not uh, a real question. You're not getting a prize for that. You're just getting the attention. I actually did put it... Um, I was like, started putting it where I get my stitch. And I'm oh. like, let's just fucking desensitize that. And I'm like, if this works, I'm putting it on my it, whole body. The stitch is like, inside, yeah. though. You've got to swallow that. <laughs> and then my girlfriend said I put it on my heart because I got a desensitized heart. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Good job, Saskia. Uh, here, here's one. What is the best and worst part of coaching recreational runners and what are the signs your athletes will nail their races slash goals? That's a really good question. Um, okay, I would say the best part is, without a doubt, going to the competition. I asked you this today. I said, are you actually sad you're not going to Melbourne? Because, like, I've got a bunch of athletes going to Melbourne. I had a bunch of athletes run race Melbourne last year and, you know, race at Gold Coast this year as well. And, like, getting to see the athletes that you've been coaching perform, it's unreal. Like, I remember after Gold Coast, I had people, like, you know, getting these massive PBs and they were crying and hugging me. And I'm like, holy shit, I feel like I'm almost going to cry. And I was like, don't show emotion, Joel. It means you show weakness. But, um... It's yeah. I would say definitely, without a doubt, like on like that's the best thing is like getting seeing someone achieve their goal in person, um, which for you, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to see it, but it's sort of still a similar thing. And I would say the the worst thing about coaching runners um, is when they don't listen. That's definitely the hardest thing, and that sort of ties into the last part of that question, which was how do you know um, how how do you assume they're going to perform well and achieve their goal? when they're fucking listening. Like if they listen to week after week after week after week, they're almost always going to perform unless something ha- bad happens on the day, like a stitch, you know, you know about that. Um, or like, you know, so you're falling over or anything like that. Um, stuff can happen. But generally, if you've just listened to the training, you've put week after week after week injury free, you're going to achieve that goal. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. Like uh, Melbourne last year, was like such a great atmosphere uh, after the race. Even I reckon one of my first times around Melbourne and then just like how happy people were um, at at the finish line. And then, yeah, for me last year, like I I ran the race and then I'm seeing all my athletes come across the line too and kind of getting to share that experience with them. It makes it a lot more meaningful. Um, Yeah, when athletes don't listen, it it definitely makes it hard. Because especially when you've like kind of have a direction that you're trying to get them to go in and they just like, do something random and you're like, I, like, I'm really trying to help you as much as possible yeah. here. Um, and at some and point if they don't listen and they keep not listening, you just sort of pull back a bit and you're just like, yeah, all right, exactly. well, you can't yeah. be told. And then, you know, you're not getting the most out of a coaching experience. Yeah. I think when like an athlete's enthusiastic and into it, it makes you be way more into it as well. Um, Definitely. So, and, and, and I feel like they're the athletes that, yeah, just do the program kind of like you said. And I like it when athletes ask questions as well yeah. because if if they like want to know about things and want to know about the training, like yeah, ask it because then you get the answers. You're not they're not questioning yet. That's so and, true, and they can learn. Yeah, I'll have athletes. You know, some of my athletes will say, and even a few of them are here, but I'm not going to not going to name them. Um, but they will sort of almost feel bad for taking my attention 
you know, they might be asking me questions or something like that in, you know, a few questions and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's like, no, I love that. I'm more, you come to me asking questions. I'm more than happy to have a call, text, and we can work this out. What will piss me off more is if I don't hear from you in two weeks and then I see you doing you know, something stupid and I haven't heard. It's like that's what's going to annoy me, not coming and asking. Yeah, so you'd be pissed off at Adam Dwyer not running and going fishing instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he's, that's a, a perfect example because he's sort of – this is one of my – he's probably my – he's my fastest. Is he one of – is he Pulse's fastest yeah, marathon? Yeah, Pulse's fastest. Fastest athletes, that. He's yeah. You know, hoping to run under 2.30 at, at um, Sydney Marathon and he wasn't able to – he's over in Europe at the moment um, with family and stuff and he's – hasn't done his, like, main important Sunday long runs, these two-and-a-half-hour long runs. He's like, oh, sorry, mate, just couldn't get it done. Sorry, mate, just couldn't get it done. And he put up an Instagram post yesterday and he's like, the holiday on a boat, fishing and all that. And Brett just commented and goes, uh, what's going on here? And I said, well, certainly no two-hour long runs, that's for sure. <laughs> and he was catching, like, 15-centimetre fish. Yeah, it was, was certainly like, not well, worth it. It. <laughs> it was a big, like, snapper or a big, like, yeah, tuna or yeah. happy, If he was catching was like... a tuna, I'd say have a month off long runs, <laughs> but not for the little puffer fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, one here from Tane uh, says, how do you cope with the psychology of a past injury? Like how do you convince yourself that it's all gone and it's just in your head? Yeah, that, that can be very tough. Um, obviously, yeah, I think we have talked about this a little bit before as well. Definitely Cause, cause phantom pain and stuff like things that. things with phantom pains. Well, we've talked um, about it before. Don't worry about it. All right, move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you – yeah, obviously – getting proper medical advice is the first thing and, and making sure, getting it all clear from doctors or physios or whatever to, to be back running. Um, but then once you've got that, it's not always, you it's know. Still, yeah, it's still not always. Still yeah, the doctor can say right. the bone or you get an MRI and the bone has healed and you just go, okay, perfect. Well, why can I still feel it? Yeah, definitely. And then I think it, it's, I don't know, you have to just, I think, start slowly and kind of try to reteach your body to those those running patterns again. Yeah. I can see Tasha Fizio here nodding, so I'm saying the right word here. <laughs> but, uh, but I think with me, like when I'm when I get back running, like that those kind of patterns come back, and then you start moving well again. So I think there is a bit of a balance you have to find of doing little bits so you can get more confidence in your head. Yeah. But, and will let your body go and kind of let you run freely. Definitely. I think also runners like a lot of runners especially people new to the sport something might hurt and they it, like the perfect example sorry to bring you under the bus throw you under the bus phoebe my sister there in the in the yellow top she rung me in the middle of her long run last week i don't know i said first of all why do you have your phone on a run and she's like oh, i just do she rung me she goes oh my legs are sore what do i do and i'm like well is it injury sore? Is there, and she goes, no, they're just generally sore. I said, get off the phone and keep running. Like, it's training. Sometimes you are fatigued and you just have to, you have to like, push through. And sort of knowing what sort of, what type of pain to push through um, is, 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 like, definitely important. Um, but I think also when you're coming back from a specific injury, um, it's, it's never like you just, you're injured one minute, you have two weeks off and then it just disappears and you never feel it again. It's generally not what happens. Like, with this knee thing, as I was sort of, transitioning um, all through the gym. It, I, it wasn't while I was running. It wasn't hurting while I was running. But while I was in that three weeks off running, I was doing stuff in the gym all the time and the knee was hurting. And I was speaking to my physio, Yoshi, who's up the back somewhere. There he is. Um, he, Yoshi just said, look, it's going to be so sensitive. You've been injured there for four months. It's not just going to disappear. And it's that thing of like slowly transitioning into 
you know, more running and, and the pain will slowly fade away. What you don't want is when you're coming back from injury if the pain's getting worse. That's what you have to really monitor. That's probably the most important thing. But if the pain is just gradually getting less and less, then it's good signs. Uh, this one's from Matt P. What motivates you on the days you don't want to step out the door? And we've had a few actually about kind of motivation and stuff like that. Uh, I think definitely it helps. Oh, first, this is a really cop-out answer, but it helps to love the sport for sure. Um, because that sport that I used to do, which I'm not going to mention because I get bullied every time I bring it up, but I didn't love that. I really didn't love that. And so it made training so much harder. When you love the sport that you do, it's much easier. In saying that, there are still, even though I love running, there are days when I do not want to run. Um, and I suppose having a goal in mind, when you like if you have a race coming up, um, which I don't at the moment, so it sort of makes it a little bit more difficult. But even like, it doesn't have to be a race goal. It could be like a goal of, okay, I want to, you know, achieve the, I want to ch- achieve, say, six weeks injury-free running or something like that. When you have a goal, whether it be, you know, like a process goal, an outcome race goal, something like that, um, it makes those, th- those days when you don't want to run, you sort of think, well, this is going to help me achieve that goal. Where if you're running aimlessly and you don't even you don't have a coach, you've got no plan and all that, it's so much easier to, you know, if you've had a few beers the night before, you look out, it's raining, you just go, fuck that. Yeah, I think, yeah, goals is definitely a huge one. Just, yeah, little goals, whatever they are, and just in the short term. Um, but I think just, I know it can feel like shit getting out the door, but once you're out, it is so much easier. Oh, and, for so and once true. you're done, it's like you're, you're never going to be like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. That's 100% it's, true. That's probably so, the biggest, one of the biggest pieces of advice that my mum who's always given me. You know, like when I was young and stuff and not wanting to train, she's like, the th- it's the thought about like, and it's the same with anything, study or, you know, like anything. It's like the pro- pro- procrastinating and not wanting to, not wanting to do it and you, you just get sort of lost in your own head. But if you don't allow yourself that thinking time and you just think, I'm just going to put on my shoes. I, one of my first um, coaches, uh, a guy called Simon Knowles, um, he said that we were, unless we were really sick or really injured, we were not allowed to cancel um, training until we got to the swimming pool. That was his rule. So what would happen is you, he said, if you really can't be bothered, I'm allowed, you're allowed to go back to bed because we'd have to swim at like 6am. And he's like, what I want you to do is to rock up to the pool and then you can look at me and say, I can't be bothered being here. I don't want to do this. Um, and he'd say, no worries, go back to bed. Now, I'll tell you right now, you get there at 6 a.m. and you're there and you go, fuck, I'm here now. I may as well just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's that thing. just literally just pushing yourself out the door and yeah. then you'll and be do so you ever, grateful you, for you, it. It's, it's, honestly, it's so true. And I think every, all the listeners will, will um, relate to this is you never regret it. Yeah, I saw actually Dylan Bizarre. He said, um, like, about going to the gym. He's like, if you don't feel like doing it, just... If you don't feel like lifting heavy or something like that, just go do like 50% of your weight. Yeah. And just do something. Which is and so true. you'll be so much more happier than, yeah. than if you don't do it. So I've yeah, made that thing. mistake. If, even if you, if you say, oh, I'm supposed to run an hour. I can't be fucked doing an hour. Like I'm just going to do half an hour. Do that and I bet you'll end up doing an hour. Yeah. Once you yeah, get out there so and you get true. 20 minutes in, you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll do 40. And then you're like, oh, I'll do 60. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, a question here from Jerry. How does your diet change during a training block compared to after a marathon slash half marathon race? I wish I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> what could you possibly have been doing? You're reading yours? We said we can't do that, remember? Okay. One more time. How does your diet change during a training block compared to after a marathon slash half marathon race? 
Um, yeah, I find with my diet, I eat a lot of everything. So, anyway. like you know, in like obviously you've been building up to say London Marathon, yeah. for example, the month leading up. Um, I'm assuming this is what Jerry is talking about. Otherwise, I'm hijacking his question. But in the lead up to like London, all the things you've got going through, um, how does that change to say the two weeks after the race when the goal is done? You've broken the Aussie yeah. record. Um, definitely, I'm eating. Yeah, definitely, uh, <laughs> I'm eating like very high carb. Or and while I'm doing marathon training, everything for me is high carb. Um, and then obviously very specific into the race, like with the low fiber and everything. Um, I think, yeah, making sure I'm very fueled in, in the lead up for, to get through all the training. And then after the race, it's like, not that I really like stop myself from eating anything, but like that's when I'd be more eating like, I don't know, I guess really meaty meals and stuff like that. Like I still eat meat all the time, but I would maybe go eat, I don't know, like burgers and stuff where, where I probably wouldn't do that in the, when, I, when I've got big training coming up. What about you compared to half marathons? Um, I think my diet... I suppose it doesn't really. Oh, it's a bit different with a marathon goal because you 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 race like forty two point two k, and then you um, you go on like a two. You have time yeah. off. Where it's like for me doing half marathon racing and stuff, I've, I, you don't really have time off. Um, but I would say in the especially in the days leading up, it's again like trying to have that like really high. Like put it simply, I'm not having rice the morning after the race. Like that's for sure. You know, I'm not waking up having rice the morning. It's like I'm going to eat what I want. Um, whereas you have to be super like careful. It's that simple thing. Like, and I see all athletes do that. Like we would go on like junior national cross country teams and stuff like that. And you go into the airport and you're like 12 years old and you're looking at the McDonald's there and you're like, Fuck, I wish I could have that. And you're not going to have that the day before. But on the way back, you know, you're going to try and like have a pounder or something like that yeah. and compete. It's <laughs> what all the young kids did, right? Remember, <laughs> everyone used to do that. It's like the pounders only existed on those national cross country yeah. trips. No other humans are eating a pounder. <laughs> I, I think the big difference with me is I, like my day is kind of about eating to making sure I'm fueled for my next session and and for tomorrow's session, like that's pretty much why I eat. So in those weeks after a marathon, I kind of relax from that and not have to go. All right, do I have to do this now so I can fuel for this later today? Yeah. It's just it's a job. It's a job. Eat, right? Yeah, yeah. I can like eat, I can eat what I want when I want a bit more and be way more relaxed about it. It also takes it like I can imagine doing a marathon, but it, it takes the fun out of. Um, takes the fun out of food, really, when you're having to force that much. Oh, down. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, you're not listening. Yeah, you're you're not looking at the questions. I've got one here. Well, you're going to be able to answer me? Yeah, this is the last oh, one, yeah, I think. Go, yeah. yeah? Oh, These are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did not read them all. Um, this is a simple, funny one. Most overrated place to run in Melbourne from Isaac. Um, I, used to, I know uh, what mine is. I think it's Yarra Flats. Really? Even though I run there every week. Oh, I see. I, I love Yarra Flats. Uh, I was like, when I grew up in Canberra, so yeah. everything there is like really nice bush. And I thought this is what it was going to be these big fire trails and stuff like that. And I get it. It is, isn't just, it? Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you're pretty much running in people's backyards and stuff. It's not like <laughs> you're not in the bush at all. See, in my mind, that's the bush. I'm, a, I'm just a suburban kid in yeah, like exactly. concrete. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't see a tree till I was 10. <laughs> um, I think mine is definitely the tan. I don't yeah. have to be a call, but everyone bangs on about it. The inside of the town is beautiful, but it's the outside of town. You're just running next to a road with cars and it's not flat at any point. You have to deal with dogs and everyone who walks the town's a wanker. So, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not my thing. I, used to, I 
Yeah, I agree a little bit because I used to really like the tan when we lived in Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, but then when we moved to Richmond and I tried to get that Strava segment. Oh, that was so that's stupid. That's what I tried to do. The, I tried to become the local hero of the tan. Of the tan. And I got myself injured trying to do it. Yeah. Because he was genuinely like, running like six laps of the tan a day, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. even I'll do more. my hour runs around the tan. Long runs around then, the tan. Yeah, do my uh, afternoon run around the tan. Then I'll do like 11K afternoon runs. And then <laughs> Only to get a Strava thing. And yeah, then you got injured. I don't even think I would have got it either. This guy's just like crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, but then I... I got really sick of it there. And just because, yeah, from Hawthorne, you can uh, run there, do a lap run back, and you get the Yarra and everything like that, which is good. But, yeah, if you're just doing uh, laps of the tan, it's it's pretty – it gets done pretty quickly. Well, there you go. That's it. That's the five questions. You have five winners. Five questions, five winners. I think that's, uh, that's pretty much a wrap. Yeah. So – Thank you uh, very much to everybody for coming. All the people out, even on the street and stuff. We've got a few hundred people here tonight, which is great. <laughs> They'll have to come in and get have a few beers later. Um, again, thanks to Pillar Performance and Up There Athletics for making this show possible. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Um, it's been great. Hopefully we can do this again sometime and uh, we'll let everyone in the doors. Perfect. Perfect.